That's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have you with us. How are the menagerie at your house? The menagerie? Well, our menagerie is slightly less. We don't have any more foster cats um, because we can't foster cats anymore because um, my roommate recently found out that her cat has, like, feline HIV or something. Oh, so too bad. We don't want to expose other cats to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad, but... um. So at the moment we just have two puppies and Aww. they're like playing out in the garden at the moment. It's very cute. <laughs> yeah, they're awesome. Wow, this shirt is a lot more than I would normally pay for a t-shirt, but it's pretty awesome. I think oh, I might have to shirt? get it. It's uh, it's a wand, or, or I guess it's the sword, maybe, and it's uh, hilt up. And the sword blade is pointing down, and so the hilt of the sword makes the word I, and then it says, just neveled up. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. And I kind of really want it in the yellow because, you know, that's a a good Hufflepuff color. But I'm not sure I really like it in the yellow. Let's see. What do you all think here since we're playing for a minute? But what do you think? Do you like the yellow, or should I go with a different color? Hmm. Yellow's okay. It might work better with something else. I'm not sure what, which one would be best. The The navy blue's nice. Can you see it, Jenny? Are you still here? Did we lose you? Wait, I'm he- still here. Oh, Sorry, I accidentally hit the mute button. <laughs> you are so totally one of us. It's so funny. It's terrible, because it's on, um like, off, like, my, like, headset. There's, like, a little, like panel thing on my cord and then like I accidentally sit on the cord sometimes because mm-hmm. I move around a lot. Yeah. It's terrible. I really like the last gray. Oh yeah, I was just about to say that. It looks like the blue works really well on the gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also I like the purple. Mm, yeah. Orange is my class color right now because we are going to be the owls. The outstanding owls. And Okay. The only colors we had to choose from were yellow, purple, orange, red. Seems like there was one more, but I can't remember what it is. It's not green. I know that because somebody went in green and we didn't have green. So we decided (laughs) that orange was the closest to the owl color we could get. So we are going to be orange and we are going to be the owls. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) I know. It doesn't really go with the orange, unfortunately, though. No, it doesn't. I'm going to go with that, that gray, the very last gray. I like it. Everyone. Oh, I hope you enjoy your shirt, then. Thank you. <laughs> Jen, Jen said, Merry Christmas, Sue. And uh, let's see if that works. I messed up my password as I was typing and talking. I lost my cell phone today. I, I remember yeah. I remember unplugging it from the wall and putting it in my pocket. And then about halfway through work, I went... Or, I went, I don't know where my cell phone is. I, it's not in my pockets. And I came I'm home and looked for it. And I looked in my car. I put it in my shirt jacket pocket, not in my pants pocket. <laughs> hmm. I picked up my you shirt and I was it. like, wow, this shirt's awfully heavy. I wonder why. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, plus they're shipping and handling. Okay, I am very spoiled. This is going to be almost $40. Oh, wow. For a t-shirt. Wow. I don't think I want it that bad. Yeah, maybe not. You could always um, screen print one of your own. Yeah, I mean, I could make $40. That's just too much to play for a ship, for a shirt. I'm going to cancel it. 
I'm spoiled oh, well. with the Woot shirts. I just bought myself a new Woot shirt, and it was only um, 12 bucks, and that includes shipping and handling. I was okay. I mean, I I was frowning at twenty seven, and it went up to thirty one, and now it's up to forty. That's just that's just too much. Not for a t shirt. Okay, I uh, went back to work today for my first time in three and a half months. Cool. Yeah, it was nice. Good to be at work. No weeds. Yeah. It was really nice. No weeds. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Yep. After this, you get it in a, on a sticker for four dollars, apparently. Mm, well, then maybe I could do that. So <laughs> you have class, so we need to get going because want to. <laughs> well, I don't have class till like three p.m. and it's only eleven twenty now, so I don't think it'll go that long. No, the text reader was only two hours when I for reading. Yeah, the chapter, so probably won't take too long. <laughs> Hopefully, we're having a downpour right now. Like we were on three plus hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, it was like drizzly all day and then I got home and it poured and I wrote that on Facebook and Scott responded saying it was raining there and then mom came home and she said, I'm going to go feed the fish and it started pouring. She said, I guess I'll wait. And then after it slowed down, she said, I'm going to go let the alpacas out and it started pouring again. She said, okay, they can stay out in the field for another 10 minutes. So poor alpacas. And we've had 10 people living with the, or no, we've had four extra people living with us for the last 10 days. And three of them were vegetarians slash vegans. So it's been a very interesting time. Not that we eat a lot of meat at my house anyhow, but just to cater to the special dietary needs was fun. But we had some great mm-hmm. meals. Yeah, I suppose that lets out some of your egg stuff because of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't have the eggs. Vegans. The uh, monk that they follow, I think it's monk, that they follow says that eggs interfere with your ability to meditate. So they're not allowed to have any eggs. My house is sort of interesting looking at the moment. Oh, I mean, yeah? I think, yeah, I think Potafik Wicker will appreciate this. Where um, tomorrow I'm having my 21st birthday party and we're mm. having a Harry Potter themed one. That's right. And my... um. Yeah, my roommate, Frankie, she's gone really all out with it. Like, I think she's more excited than I am. Um, and she's, like, bought all these, like, lollies and stuff. And we have, like, jars, and we've labeled them, like, Birdie Bots, like, every flavored beans. Mm-hmm. And we have acid pops and, um, like, uh, candy wands and all this stuff and all these things. And, like, we have, like, dribbly candles and um, posters and streamers of house colors everywhere. And then in our... um lounge room we've got like this blue um like dark blue like wrapping paper and mm-hmm. then we're sticking glowy stars on it and putting it up on the roof so it looks like the great hall neat when you <laughs> yeah i really like that it's very exciting i'm going as draco malfoy, draco malfoy. and my roommate's going as dobby so great. <laughs> we want pictures oh there there will definitely be pictures awesome <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And we've been figuring out how to make butterbeer and that sort of stuff. It's been great. So I uh, found out, Scott, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I know I told you this part that my brother's friend was one of the people that was in charge of the food and stuff at Leaky. Mm-hmm. And he told me he uh, bought up the entire local supply of butterbeer, to which I responded, we have a local supply of butterbeer, so I need to get a hold of him. And uh, find out where to get butterbeer from. Because apparently I can get it locally. (laughs) That's great. I know. I uh, 
changed the sheets on my waterbed, so my bed's really tight right now. And somehow or another, I didn't have something right, and I've pulled a muscle in my back, which I don't feel at all, except for trying to get in and out of the car. And right now, I just tried to move my my foot forward, and and it it doesn't move forward. So (laughs) apparently, sitting in the chair is not a good idea either. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's unfortunate. I know. Everything else was fine today. I could get in and work. I moved shelves. I mean, because we had to rearrange classrooms because they had moved everything off the floor to, you know, redo the floors. And I did all that stuff with no trouble today at all. But lifting my leg to get into in and out of the car. Apparently, that's not something possible for me today. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I suppose we should start just so we don't run into a time problem with yeah. you. And we are, well, I guess we'll just start us and then... I'll introduce the fic because it's a new fic. It is. It'll be good. We're also doing time warp this week. We are doing time warp this week because we've already recorded the ones that are going to come out after this one. Okay. Because we're strange. So so Ryan could podcast with us and then poor Ryan only made it once. But we tried. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Maybe we can get him to do voicemails. Who knows? Mm -hmm. It could be Phil. He said he would. So we'll see. And Scott, I listened to Critical Hit today or last oh, night. Oh yes. I guess it was last night because the new one came out on Saturday, and I'm behind because I've been inhaling uh, the thick series that I was reading, that I thought was five in a series, and it turned out to only be four. So I actually finished it yesterday, which was cool. So now I can take a breather because I was just like, oh, I can't do anything but read this. Um, and <laughs> and he sounds a little bit like Phil, but not. I I didn't see it as much as you seem to have seen it so yeah when i listened to it again i i noticed it was it wasn't really um it's kind of like actually on there where they have the they had the two podcasts where uh, alex came on who isn't usually on mm-hmm. and then the time after that rodrigo came on and everybody sort of like they sound really similar but then when they were actually on one together they don't sound that similar mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some quality or other in the way I was when I was listening to Phil on the podcast 25 or whatever it was mm-hmm. and that I remembered from listening to Stephen. But when I actually listened to him again, it's they're not as similar as I thought. Yeah, it must be more of a cadence thing or something. Could be, yeah. So okay, I just happened to think about it because I had listened to Critical Hit last night. I'm still a hundred episodes behind or so. I'm <laughs> I think I'm on 113. <laughs> It takes a little time to catch up. There's some good ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. So, okay. Well, for Friday, September 5th, this is episode 194 of Potter Thick Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron. The next time. Yeah. Previously on Potter Thick Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yep. Okay, what did I miss? <laughs> Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my outfit. <laughs> no, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. 
sure? <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting grammar anytime soon. Really, honestly. Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Waterpick Weekly. Where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship in the family of podcasts that is Poufoua. I am Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Jenny. And we are starting a new fic today. It is Albus Potter and the Year of the Badger. It is written by Bartinian. Nope. I, how come I can think it, but I can't say it? It's terrible. Bartimus Crotchety. And it, Which is a fun name. It is. Yeah. I hadn't uh, looked at the author until just before the podcast, and I was like, ooh, that one's going to be fun. And I, I like his little icon. It's a uh, chihuahua in a large bowl, and it says killer on it. Which, um, knowing chihuahuas, they probably are killers, so that's okay. It it's well. also Hufflepuff-colored. It is Hufflepuff-colored. It's very nice. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> so, so this is Albus as he is just getting ready to go to Hogwarts for the first time. He is uh, the summary. So it basically picks up right after the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm only going to read part of the summary because some of it's kind of fun. Uh, his fears, flying, his own wand, fitting in, sticking out, his best friends, a fashion, passionate, fire-breathing cousin, and a cool, aloof Death Eater's son. Meet the new trio. I'm not going to tell you his house because that'll come up in a little bit. Although, if you actually paid attention to the title, you can probably work it out. Probably. <laughs> but, you know. So, we are starting with chapter one. Compartmentalized. <laughs> I work today. I, I can't actually think and talk. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and one of the things I first noticed on this is that either my brain somewhere or this author has transposed some of the um, physical descriptions we got in canon. Because I was always under the impression that Albus pretty much followed Harry and looked like he got the black hair and the green eyes. Mm -hmm. In this fic, he's got green eyes and brown hair, and his big brother James has uh, black hair and brown eyes. Uh, yeah, I, he, Albus should look like Harry, so he should have the darker hair as, as well as the green eyes. So, But oh well. Yep. Not like going to destroy the story or anything. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So we have Albus, and he's making his way through the Hogwarts Express. Uh, he's He knows his parents want him to stay with his big brother, but James has done nothing but tease and pick on him. And so he wants absolutely nothing to do with his brother, and he's looking for a compartment on his own. Cause yeah. Uh, the first thing I really know. Sorry. Go ahead. I was talking over you. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, the first thing. 
the first thing I really noticed about the chick compared to Scott noticing the physical descriptions is I'm like, wow, James seems like a real jerk. Mm-hmm. Like a, he's very much a bully to his younger siblings, it seems like. Yeah, at least he starts out that way. Yeah. Yeah, this, they're painting this James a lot like the um, previous James. Yeah, I actually of, did think the so. The talky, arrogant guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we see in Snape's flashback. He does remind me of that James a little bit. Yeah. Albus and Rose are pretty much together, and they're walking down the corridor of the train trying to find a place, and they've got their owls. I like that Rose has a tawny screech owl named Celestina, and Albus has Knox, and you just have to know from that name that he's going to be a dark owl, so he is indeed a black owl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they... They saw the cart that, uh, or the compartment that James was in, but James was, you know, telling stories and Albus could tell he was talking about him and, you know, laughing about all the different things that he'd done to Albus over the last few weeks. He's like put a snake in his sock drawer and things like that so that, you know, because he keeps teasing Albus that he's going to be a Slytherin. We don't mm-hmm. get the Harry Slytherin talk in this fic, but we know it has just happened. Dad. What if I am put in Slytherin? Albus Severus Potter. You were named after two headmasters of Hogwarts. One of them was a Slytherin. And he was the bravest man I've ever known. But just say that I am. Then Slytherin House will have gained a wonderful young wizard. But listen, if it really means that much to you, you can choose Gryffindor. The Sorting Hat takes your choice into account. Really? Really. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it comes up a little bit later as well. So he mentions mm-hmm. it at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's kind of thinking, you know, they've passed compartment after compartment, and they're all older kids, or they're full, and so far he hasn't seen anything. And so now he's kind of thinking in his mind about the founders and the houses, and he just about walks past one of the compartments that's almost empty. Because he's, you know, stopped paying any attention. And Rose yeah. stops him and says, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And so they head into the compartment and they discover there is a boy in there already mm-hmm. uh, with white blonde hair and sharp features and imperious manner, uh, yeah. which should tell you who he is already. <laughs> Did someone say Scorpius Malfoy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love Rose because she doesn't realize that her voice is carrying. And she's like, hey, that's the Malfoy boy. Dad told me to beat him in every test. And he kind of looks up and scowls at him. Yeah. But they end up going in. And Albus goes in and says, I hate to be a bother, but this is the only compartment open. And then he thinks to himself, wow, that was really rude. That that made it sound like the only reason we came in here is because this is the only spot. And Rose jumps in and... uh, Somebody else want to take that? Uh, she sort of oh, she jumps kind of in saved him a little bit. his social faux pas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She makes it sound like they really wanted to be in there anyhow. And yeah. They, they sit down, and Albus holds out his hand and says, I'm, and, of course, Scorpius says, you're Potter and she's Weasley, obviously. Obviously. You're, you know. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that makes her mad. And, and she's got a bit of that Weasley temper. And she snaps. Yes, she does. She snaps at him. We do have first names, you know. 
and he kind of gets taken aback. And he, you know, he's an only child. <laughs> he's from a very yeah. haughty family. And she's ready to bicker and argue with him because that's what her family does. And yeah. so she's sort of taken aback by him, too. Because she's... And I don't think he's had... Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I don't think he's had much um, interaction with mm-hmm. children his own age. And right. he doesn't really know how to act around her or Albus either. Right. Mm-hmm. He's probably more used to uh, hanging around his parents' friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that because he's Scorpius Malfoy, he's getting just as much t- attention as James would, as the Potter name, as the Weasley name. It's just that he's getting the really negative attention because he's associated with Death yeah. Eaters. Mm-hmm. As soon as people look at him, they foam at the mouth, he says. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And so Rose, again, you know, used to being able to speak her mind and, and from a family that probably wouldn't be offended by this, says, well, in case you don't remember, basking in the glory of your family's universal adoration. Oh, no, wait, I'm reading the wrong line. Um, <laughs> well, she says you happen to be the grandson and son of two of the only Death Eaters acquitted after the Battle of Hogwarts. You should expect for people to find that offensive, wouldn't you say? And that, you know, makes him mad. And then he talks about, you know, being in the family's universal adoration. But that Harry Potter was the one that spoke up on their behalf. And they're getting ready to do battle now. Rose and Scorpius have squared off. And Mm -hmm. Albus is like, hmm, how can I distract them? And he is able to throw out a a good liner, one liner, and it just sets them off. And then they just try to one-up each other. You know, talking yeah. about their families and stuff. And they're just laughing and giggling and rolling on the floor and having this grand time when Victoire comes in and says, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> you can <know? laughs> just see it, too, because they're in there and they're just they're laughing their heads off. Oh, yeah. They're rolling. And she's <laughs> just like, what are you doing in here? And aren't you supposed to be with James? And they kind of send her off on her on her way and just keep laughing because yeah, she was supposed to check how they were doing. She asked James that he didn't help; he wasn't very helpful, so she had to search the train for him. Mm-hmm. So eventually, they managed to stop laughing because it's really it's kind of starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, when the snack cart comes through, Scorpius buys them all a bunch of stuff and. Um, she just looks at the three of them sitting together being friendly, and it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but he heads off again. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of think about it, and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they're all going to have to deal with their family names because they're all famous or infamous in their own way. So they've kind of got uh, their, what do I want to say, their, they're kind of together, you know, they, they all have this little piece that they're, they're all kind of alike in. That's not quite how I wanted to say it, but we're going to go with that because my brain stopped working. I haven't even had a mic. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> Maybe I should have had a mic. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if it works that way. Yeah. I went for juice, but yeah. And as they sort of get closer uh, to Hogwarts, we're introduced to Scorpius's cat, Gublai. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of, he's getting more introspective and because he hasn't had many friends before and he's thinking, well, 
I guess we probably won't be friends when we get to Hogwarts either, because you know I'll be in Slytherin and you two will obviously be in Gryffindor. So I guess this is it, and we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. And they're all kind of taken aback by that. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't really like to think about yeah. that. Yeah, because you know that there's been this house rivalry always, but it doesn't have to be there, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. uh we find out that the cat is a bit of a mongol. And it, <laughs> it's it, the name. Yes. And is that like if I look in Fantastic Beasts, am I going to find something on that? Do, is that something that we know or I, no? It's a historical reference, I think. I, I don't know if it's the, yeah. um, a kind of cat or not. But the name Kublai uh, comes from Kublai Khan, a.k.a. one of the Khans of the Mongol horde. Okay. That makes so, sense. I don't know if it's a breed of yeah. cat or not, or if he just named him that. For I, his I don't think it's well. a breed of cat, yeah. I think he was just making a historical joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it looks like we've got merpeople, moak, mooncalf, mertlap. <laughs> wow. Go he has the reference to hand. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to take this to work today because somebody wanted to know what in the world I was talking about when I said J.K. Rowling was writing a screenplay based on the book. And they didn't know so what excited I had. about that. I know it. It's very cool. <laughs> so I didn't realize that Mertlap was a creature. I thought Mertlap was a um plant, plant. thing. Yeah. It's a rat like hmm. creature found in the coastal hmm. areas of Britain. Oh, well there you yeah. go. And it has growth <laughs> on its back resembling a sea anemone. Apparently I need to reread my textbooks. Mm-hmm. Mertlaps eat crustaceans and the feet of anyone foolish enough to step on them. So you don't want to step on a Mertlap, just so you know. Okay. We need uh, Bob here. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> and we can move on. Does it tell you how you uh, extract essence from Mertlap? I don't think it does. <laughs> I closed the book. Shame on me. I should have kept reading. Um, it's Probably some sort of potion thing. When pickled and eaten... The Mertlap growths promote a resistance to curses and jinxes, although an overdose may cause unsightly purple ear hair. Oh, dear. So, that is very unfortunate. Yes. It's classified as 3X, so it's not very dangerous, apparently. As long as you don't step on it. As long as you don't step on it. Yeah. So Nifflers are also classified as a 3X. That'll kind of give you a, a reference, because we know Nifflers a little bit more through canon. They don't mm-hmm. seem very uh, frightening unless you have something shiny on. So there you go. We're way off course. But so anyhow. we move on to uh, chapter two, which is called Boats, Brothers, and Other Decisions. Mm-hmm. And they're heading off around the platform, having arrived at Hogwarts. And somebody sneaks up beside, behind Albus and, um, oh, they do actually smack him on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And he... In retaliation, elbows them in the stomach because he thinks it's James. Right. And turns out to be cousin yeah. Fred. Fred's yeah. like, hey, hey, what was that for? And I was like, well, you hit me first. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He actually apologized to Freddie and, and said, I thought you were James. And uh, they sort of start ribbing on each other. Yeah, they're joking. Albus kind of snorts and says, you know, my dad is... Harry Potter, you don't want to mess with his favorite son. And, and Fred says, oh, he wouldn't dare mess with me. You know, I can make defeating old Voldy look like cake. And Rose comes up and he's like, uh, but her, her I'm scared of. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great family dynamics right there. 
Yeah, it's good. It seems very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then he kind of talks about, you know, I hear that you were cozied up to the Malfoy boy, and couldn't you find better company? He's Slytherin material, he is. And, of course, yeah. everybody can hear that. And um, Albus kind of shrugs and says, well, you know, if I get in Slytherin, then we're going to be bunk mates. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We find out, find that, out that James also mm-hmm. thought that he would end up in Slytherin. Yeah, that Fred and Teddy had teased him about that. <laughs> so apparently James is carrying on a family tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too bad he didn't let Albus yeah. in on that part of it. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of going on, and then James shows up, and he's, you know, growling and says, if you get in the boat with that junior death leader, Mom and Dad will get an owl before tonight. And Albus, I love... Albus looks around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I love Albus. I love Uncle Percy's uh, twins, Molly and Lucy, who are always popping Drupal's bubble trouble gum. <laughs> <laughs> and they do everything mm-hmm. kind yeah. of in synchronized, you know. And he figures that there's already going to be a letter heading off, so he's not too worried about it. Yes. Mm. Roxanne apparently is the uh, the family gossip, and so she's going to be sending a letter regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Do we? Is Roxanne one of the names we know? Is she? Do we know who's? Um, I think. Relative I think Roxanne. Is? We do know. I don't know, because I'm coming out of the the book that I've been reading, the series that I've been reading, and the twins in that one were Molly and Katie, but they were George's kids, not Percy's. So I'm all confused on names right now. Yeah. Might have to look it up later. Put something in there. Yeah, I'm sure we can find it somewhere. But we have Haggard calling, first years, first years, come with me. And they start, (laughs) you know, lining up, and we have... uh, Alba's asking to be put in the boat with Scorpius. And they mm-hmm. right over to Partly him. to get back at his brother and partly because mm-hmm. he actually likes the guy. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Haggard's like, are you sure? And they said, yeah. All right. Well, that's nice of you, but keep an eye on him. You, you never know. Okay. Roxanne is apparently Fred's um, younger sister. Um, ah. Okay. Yeah. George and Angelina's daughter. And I like uh, Rose has given Malfoy a nickname. She calls him Malboy. Mm-hmm. Malfoy. I yeah. wasn't quite sure about that on the text reader, if that was really what she was saying or if the text reader was messing up. You should hear it say Quidditch. <laughs> At least I think that's what it means because, yeah, that's not even close. Yeah, I should gl- grab clips of the text. Quidditch. Book. I'm sorry, Jenny, say that again. Sorry. Before calling him Malboy, she says that they are definitely friends now, and they've just sort of cemented that, mm-hmm. and, you know, for better or worse, they're friends now. Yep. And so they head on in, and the, you know, the boats start going across the lake, and I love that Harry has never taken Albus to Hogwarts because he wanted him to have the first sight of the castle being on the lake like he had he wanted him to be completely unspoiled and i thought that was really neat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah he he has such great memories of that moment Mm -hmm. himself Mm. yeah while they're going (laughs) talking about their name yeah i was gonna say they're talking about their middle names albus severus Scorpius points out how ridiculous a name that is. <laughs> then, well, what's your middle name? Hyperion. Yeah, you don't have any any yeah. range to talk there. No. 
They're all silly names. Mm-hmm. But then they see the castle, and that's about it. And we move on. Yep. Rosa Blimey. Blimey. And I love this chapter title, Assorted Problems, because this is going to be our sorting chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, don't start that. It's it's the middle of the morning for you. It is. <laughs> it's, it's still morning. <laughs> oh, no. No yawning. I was up very early this morning, much earlier than usual, <laughs> to go to work. Because my, my work times have gone from 10.30 in the morning to 7.45 in the morning. So oh, that's uh, it's quite a difference for me. A little shock this morning when the alarm went off at 6.15. But anyhow, we're heading across. We're the, we've got the three of them just kind of staring wide-eyed at the view of the castle as they kind of get to it. And then they get out and head up to the first door which is great big door and uncle quote uncle neville answers it and mm-hmm. so he's being all stern because he's the deputy headmaster mm-hmm. and uh, but he can't hold on to it for long no he's just too <laughs> jolly to do that so yeah and he's really good he tells them they don't have to wrestle trolls or answer questions or do spells they just has to put on the sorting hat so he doesn't leave them wondering leave them hanging too long mm-hmm. I like that he still has Trevor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It must be a very old frog. Yeah. He must Toad. be. Or it's a... Or it could be Trevor the second. Trevor, also. yeah. Yeah. Do, do Toads survive that long? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't could think be. so. I, do not know the life, I don't know the lifespan of Toads. I'm sorry. We should know these things, right? We need to do our research. What is the lifespan of a toad? <laughs> Let's see what it says. The internet is handy that way. It is. My brother, we were talking last night, and my brother was saying that whenever my nephew has questions, he doesn't try to answer them anymore. He just tells him to Google, Google it. Um, apparently, they can live up to 40 years. Oh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. So... He could be the same, Trevor. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like yeah, that. It is kind of cool. That was that was a good thing to look up. That was kind of fun. <laughs> and I love that the portraits are gossiping about him. You know, is that him? Yeah, I recognize his eyes. Scrawny little thing, just like his father and his father's father before him. Oh, look, there's a Weasley. That family gets bigger than the, by the minute. You know, it's like they breed like <laughs> rabbits or I don't know. And, you know, look and at that boy. there's one he's little like, short boy with uh, really orange hair. And he's mm-hmm. oh, leprechaun blood in that boy for sure. That was, yeah, the leprechaun. <laughs> so they're all kind of looking. But when the, the leprechaun boy passes by, one of the uh, paintings that's been really vocal falls down and kind of knocks into the other paintings. And he grins. So you wonder if there's a little accidental on-purpose magic going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Neville's being very good at putting them all at ease, uh, mm-hmm. more than McGonagall would. He sort of, uh, you know, takes them into the antechamber and, oh, let's see, I was going to tell you something. Where did I put my spectacles? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finds his, uh, that's when he finds Trevor and he gets out his notes and let's see. Ah, yes, uh, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. He takes him in and they get ready for the the sorting and they're kind of standing there and i love what he says i would tell you to smarten yourselves a bit but that's our job so just come on oh you know 
really wants me. I like purple. Really makes me want to go get that shirt now. But forty dollars <laughs> after having not worked all summer, it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can find a better nipple shirt somewhere. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go so in. So they head on into the hall. Yep. Albus is kind of, you know, looking around. He sees various of his cousins over on the Gryffindor table, and Fred is apparently telling everyone about all the newest Weasley's wizard Weezes products, and uh, <laughs> Roxanne's probably going to tell on him. Mm-hmm. Probably. And the ghosts are floating around. All the same ghosts are here. And we go through a role of the teachers, mm-hmm. most of whom are new to us. Yes. We have uh, Victor Crumb, who is the flying instructor. He's been uh, wanting to work at Hogwarts since the Triwizard days, so he's been able to get this job. And Freya Bass. Apparently, he was actually the um, uh, headmaster of Durmstrang for a bit, but then he stepped down to come teach flying instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Hogwarts is just <laughs> it better. It's like a bit of a demotion to go mm-hmm. from like this top seat to basically the gym teacher at a school. Yeah, yeah. but you know, having gone from an, a teacher to an assistant teacher, sometimes it's nice to give up that responsibility and just be able to relax and do what makes you happy. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, I I don't know if That's I can really charming. see Victor being all that good at administrating things anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Probably better in his own language, but um still. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Jenny? I can imagine him getting frustrated with mm-hmm. um having to administrate everything. Yeah. So then we have Freya Bast, who was an Auror. She now teaches Transfiguration, and she is um, part house cat because she yeah. uh, went out on a call to find out about these really, really smart cats that were being sold, and it turns out that the witch in Nocturne Alley was taking muggles and turning them into cats and selling them to witches and wizards, and she half-hexed Freya in the process and ended up dying, so now they don't know how to reverse the spell. Mm-hmm. And she's done so much research into Transfiguration since then, trying to figure it out, that she's a good choice for Transfiguration mm-hmm. teacher now. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's also kind of one of those Remus Lupin situations, because the the person who is named after a cat goddess is the one that gets cursed to turn into a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I like it when they do that. And our current mm-hmm. headmaster is Kingsley Shacklebolt, which is interesting. I don't know that I've ever seen Kingsley as headmaster. I see him as minister of magic a lot, but mm-hmm. I've not seen him. Well, as... he has been minister here apparently, but he's stepped down to um, be mm-hmm. headmaster now. Yeah. He stepped down after a 14 year run. It's a good run. It's pretty respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I had this story mixed up with another one, probably one that we've podcasted on this year already, but I was expecting the Sorting Hat to not sing first, but to sing afterwards and tell him he'd messed up their houses. And that's not what happens here. So I was a little mixed up on this second, <laughs> on this reread because I was in, in, thinking of a different story. But we have a, a nice little sorting song. 
And yeah. we should also say the the potions and mm. defense teachers are new to us. The defense teacher is Hufflepuff's head, a guy named Atticus Farrell, and the potions professor is Arcturus Flint, who must be some relative of Marcus's, but not mm. one we ever yeah. came across. Yeah. But uh, Padma Patil is the new head of Ravenclaw, so that's fun. Tis. Yeah. And charms professor. <laughs> yeah. And we we start with an abbot who apparently is related to Neville in some way, but it's like Hannah's sister or something like that. Sister's child. Yeah. And she's our first Hufflepuff. Yay. And they mm-hmm. go through, and I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like there were an awful lot of Ravenclaws in this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice that. Well, it just it took a very long time before we got a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we've got Hufflepuff, like Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. Ravenclaw, um, do, do, another Ravenclaw, another Ravenclaw. You're right. There's a, quite a few of them. Yeah. And there's then five we, in a row that he notices. A Goyle, um, who is the very first Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And then we get another Ravenclaw, and then we have a Puffle, a Puffle Huff. Yeah. A Hufflepuff. And a then, Puffle Huff. That's a new one. It is a new one. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? So we're, we're going through, and then we come to Malfoy Scorpius. And he puts on the hat, and there's a little talking going on, and he gets sorted into Hufflepuff. And everybody goes, (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that recorded us together, since we actually did it together. That would have been good. Um, On my end, I actually did it before you did, but if it came out together, that would be fun. uh, It came out together to my ear, so hopefully it'll work. Hopefully that's how it recorded them. So, yeah, and James is kind of smirking because, ha-ha, Scorpius is in Hufflepuff. That means he's not yeah. good enough. And uh, Neville is amazed and kind of standing there with his mouth open. But the sorting must go on, and we get a Gryffindor, and then we have Albus Potter. And he sits down, and, and I love it when the hat talks to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like reading that. Mm-hmm. You know, you lot is are it's always good, fun to sort. It's a very good way to like get an early sense of their character by reading mm-hmm. the sortings. Yes, that's true. And he is thinking about Scorpius and kind of what his father said. And the hat's like, "Well, do you want me to, you know, put you somewhere? Are are you asking for a place?" And he says, "No." I'm going to let you pick. And so, but the hat can see the loyalty that he has. So he puts him in. And that (laughs) just totally flabbergasts everybody. All his cousins are like, hey, that can't be right. That's impossible. Resort him. He should be a Gryffindor. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah. So, yeah. And now even uh, some of the other teachers are kind of looking wide-eyed and going, hmm, something's wrong here. Yeah. Hufflepuff's cheer. They do. They've mm. got a potter. They didn't, they didn't cheer for Scorpius. <laughs> they were too shocked. <laughs> yeah. But this one they're, they're cheering for. And then it's Rose's turn. Well, of course, Harry, or Harry, whoops, wrong person. Albus goes and sits down and, and uh, Scorpius says, did you ask to be put here? And Albus can pretty much say... Truthfully, that he didn't ask. He talked about it. He thought about yeah. it, but he didn't actually ask. 
And then Rose goes, and she is also. And now we have even more pandemonium because the Weasleys have been in Gryffindor six generations, and she just whole bro- generation. She just broke the mold. Mm-hmm. So I love that she sits down and she's immediately talking to the hat. Mm-hmm. She's not waiting for the hat to say anything. Oh no. <laughs> Nope. She's a go-getter, is that Rose? She's got things to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, she's like, well, I can't be in the Hogwarts without you, Al, and and we got to work together if we're going to win the House Cup for Hufflepuff. It's going to take all three of us. And Scorpio's like, if we survive the night. (laughs) But we'll just have to see what happens as we move on to the next chapter. Yeah. One a... of the other things I like about this fic um, so far, some of them are a little hokey, but uh, she or he, uh, the, whichever gender the author is, they like to put little thoughts for the day at the end of the chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are kind of related to what's going on in the story. It has the general presumption that maybe um, if you had a kind of a jerk brother like James um, on you all the time, it might just make you more dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No one suspects the Hufflepuff. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just kind of went I've been and... saying for years that you guys are dangerous. Nobody believes me. Nobody trusts us, Slytherin. <laughs> Have to watch them. Uh, I, I popped into the author's page to see if maybe it would give me a hint of gender and I don't see, but it says a refugee from MuggleNet who just wanted to get his story published. So it is a a guy. Which would make sense with a name like Bartimus. Yes, it does. But you yeah. never know. Whoops. And my computer just went blank. <laughs> Please give me my story. Oh, yay. Thank you. Okay. I was like, um, Chapter four. nothing like uh, covering a fic you can't see. That'll be fun. Yes. All sorts of terrific. So we have Brian Zabini going into Slytherin. Um, Brian Blaze, good good name there. Yeah. yeah. And this one is of badgers and broomsticks. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he gets up, and uh, he Shacklebolt gets up. They call him Professor Shacklebolt instead of Headmaster Shacklebolt, which is kind of weird to me. But uh, oh, they usually called him Professor Dumbledore too. A lot of yeah, but he was actually a professor first, and I don't think Shacklebolt Shackle was ever a professor. But I don't knows. think it says. But um, yeah, hard to say. So we have some announcements, and and the first announcement is that we have a new magical creatures equality law, and the Dobby Elf Liberation Act has been um, enacted, and there are some changes, and you are not allowed to order house elves around, and yeah. some of the. Uh, Hottier, pure-blooded families, or people are like, but, 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 yeah, don't mess with yeah. Shacklebolt. And we have mm-hmm. a a new uh, Professor Bins has finally realized he's dead, and has uh, decided to head on to the beyond. And we have a cheers. new yes, a new professor. Professor Hemophilius, who's coming on the all-night transport from Transylvania, to which Albus wonders if possibly he could be a vampire. Oh, maybe. If he's not a vampire, I will be very surprised because, yeah, 
<laughs> the name also like even the way things have been going with names lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. We find out that he's he's not a vampire at all. That would be great. Mm -hmm. I would like to see that. He's mm -hmm. just a very weird guy. Bleeds a lot. Tired. I don't know. <laughs> we have yeah. the headless hunt kind of wanders through and peeves and then chasing behind peeves is the ghost of August Milch and his kitty cat. And yes, he's lost his earthly body this over this last year and so now we have a new uh, helper for Mr. Filch, who is Gro Growltooth. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, goblin. He goblin. A long black beard. Yes, a goblin. And <laughs> it does not look like he's going to take any help from the students. <laughs> no, no. I don't think I'd mess with him. Not at all. Not at all. And Filch will, of course, still be around spying on everyone as they wander the halls past the curfew. So, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this. And lastly, says Shacklebolt, if I hear of one more student getting lost in the Forbidden Forest because someone, his eyes found an innocent-looking James Potter and Fred Weasley, I don't know who informed them that Hogwarts Care of Magical Creatures class is taking a field trip to see the centaurs. I will be looking into the matter myself. <laughs> yeah. Sending people into the forest. Not very nice. Nope. Not at all. The cat has joined us to rub on the computer, so if you get scratching noises, let me know, and I'll throw him out. <laughs> okay. Cat, of course it has. I didn't think he'd be back, because apparently when Mom left at noon, she closed my apartment door to keep the dog out of the cat food, and didn't realize yeah. Alex was in on my bed, so he'd been locked into my place for five hours. So I thought he had gone and wasn't going to come back. But not so lucky. He is back. <laughs> yes, Aww. you are, aren't you? We have the uh, tables filled with food and we start eating. And Albus realizes that his fellow Hufflepuffs aren't extraordinary looking at all. They're just normal looking wizards, which is probably a good thing. But yeah. everybody's kind of staying away from Scorpius. Although there are two slightly odd-looking girls um, right across from them. They both have long blonde hair, and they have tied it back with ribbons, so one of them pink and the other one purple. Mm -hmm. And then they have very muscly arms, which seems incongruous to him. Yes, and my first thought, having don't remember what happens in this story, I'm sure they're beaters. They just yeah, they sound like beaters to me. So... And Scorpius is kind of, he's not really pouting, but he is kind of pouting and he's not eating very much and he's just not sure of himself because he really expected to be in Slytherin and he and is And all the Hufflepuff. Slytherins are glaring at him and stuff, or, mm -hmm. well, glancing over yeah. at him all the time. And as far as his family was concerned, you know, uh, being a Hufflepuff is the next thing to being a squib. Right. And he unwisely um, says that loud enough that... The rest of the Hufflepuffs can uh, hear him, and so they're also not looking too happy with him at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So after the feast, they are led down to the uh, kitchen area uh, by the head boy. Is that right? Is he, is he really the head boy? Is he just, yeah, he is the head boy. So the head boy is yeah. from Hufflepuff, and mm -hmm. they stop in at the kitchens. He shows them how to get into the kitchens, and the elves, of course, offer them food. And Scorpius, who hasn't eaten very much, says okay. And they uh, start filling his arms with food. 
and the head boy Tate shows them the still life of the fruit bowl and shows them how to get into the Hufflepuff common room, which is yeah. one thing to it know. Looks like they've they've rearranged things a little bit in the either in the mind of this author or in the years since because they just sort yeah. of walked directly into the kitchens, but then they have to use the bowl of fruit in a few different ways to get into the common room from there. Mm-hmm. I think so. previously there was, you know, there was the bowl of fruit that you pulled the pair to get into the kitchens, and probably somewhere else down the same hallway there would have been a, another painting that you had to deal with to get into Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a little different now. Mm. Yeah, and that's cool too. So, and I love Albus. He walks into the common room and he pauses and he thinks, this is cozy. And yeah. as a Hufflepuff, that makes me happy. It sounds mm-hmm. about right. And it's all very warm and comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything's quite rounded and there's dark brown furniture and casks and everything's upholstered in yellow and black. And, uh, and he just feels it resonates with him and he feels like he finally belongs. Right. So, and it's really okay. cool because he, I don't know that he says this right here, but he thinks to himself... I can just be me. I don't have the expectations that I would have placed on me if I was in Gryffindor or in Slytherin. There's not going to be a lot of expectations of me in Hufflepuff, and I can just be who I am, and that really makes him feel good. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But the head boy wants to talk to the three of them because... Mm -hmm. His name is Roderick Yates. His mother was a diggery, Mm -hmm. so he's... Cedric was his cousin, and he doesn't say what kind of cousin, but he talks to them about how, you know, he knows what it's like to have a famous name following you around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't be, if anybody thinks, you know, you're not good enough because you didn't get into the house they expected you to be in, um, you should know that just as long as you're loyal and true and willing to work hard for what you want to get done then you're a true Hufflepuff. Right. And there's nothing better than that. Hang on just a minute, Scott. Jenny, are you here? Mm -hmm. Did we lose you? I think we lost her, and I'm not quite sure how to get her back. ring ding 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 I totally need to send you a picture of my uncle, Scott. I don't know. I might be able to do it. He has the most interesting mustache. We're still ringing ding 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 Hmm. I don't know what to tell her. Let's just hang on a minute and see if it either stops or she answers. Still showing the little three dots in progress for me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if you want, we could try hanging up and calling the three of us again. Or... Yeah, why don't we try that? I will hang up and call you both again. Hang on. Do, 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 do. Oh. Hello? I haven't talked to you in ten seconds. I know. Jenny! Answer the phone. Hmm. I'm thinking we've lost her. Yeah. Did she come back? That's interesting. Not yet. Apparently, um, toads and frogs are not actually any different as far as um, classification goes. It's just in uh, popular culture that people hmm. distinguish between the two. That's interesting. We and they don't have words. No. I knew that. And a group of toads is called a knot. A knot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the you tie in a rope. <laughs> okay, we will try her again. Hello? Hello! Yay, Hi. you're back! Uh-oh, you were there. Come back, talk to us! Jenny! Scott, are you still there? 
I'm still here. Okay. We had her for a second and a half. I know. And now it's calling her. What happened? Oh, dear. Jenny, come back. Well, let's keep going and we'll see if she can sort it out. I don't even remember where we were. Let's see. We were... Um, talking about Cedric and... Not being ashamed of being Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. says, you know, Cedric was never ashamed of being Hufflepuff, even though he was best at Hogwarts in his year. Yeah. You can just keep your head up no matter what your families think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he sort of chats with them for a little bit more, just in general things. And, uh, well, Scorpio is having food, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what he... Happened? Excuses himself and heads off to bed. And Rose is like, No wonder oh, yes, he's head boy. Yeah. And Albus thinks that he's really nice. And then Cubby's back. And Scorpio's like, How'd you get out of the room? He's but, a cat. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And he says goodnight and heads up. And Rose wants to know if they did the right thing. And, and Albus says, Well, it feels like home to him already. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And they head off to bed. And they do. Albus is in the same room with Scorpius, apparently. Mm-hmm. Along with, well, it, it goes into his other roommates a little later, I guess. First, he has to talk Scorpius into unpacking because he's um, sitting there brooding a little bit. And then he sees that the magazine that he has, he's got the latest issue, which broomstick. And so talk brooms for a while. There's a, mm-hmm. a new one that they're going to come out with that's made out of polymer that they, they've... It's apparently taken a while to work out a polymer that will... Actually hold a spell like wood does and stuff. Hold a charm like wood will. And, yeah. Uh, so they're going to make... Yeah. And they're going to be lighter and faster, and they've got these different colors you can choose. And it'll be great and so much more modern than the wood ones. Because it's called the Sky Bolt, Albus wonders if it's the same company that made the Firebolt. And actually, no, those were... Those were only ever issued for the one year, and then the guy took them off the market because he didn't want them to become... uh, He wanted them to still be rare, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they talk about Harry's fireball for a little bit because Scorpius is astonished that Albus has ever actually seen one. And, yeah, he's even ridden on one, and it's great. Yeah, it hangs over the mantle. (laughs) Yes. Scorpius is Scorpius is is not so enamored of the polymer one anymore. uh, It's it's just uh, modern mass production. The firebolts are just awesome, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and it's going to be, it'll break speed records, but it won't ever match the firebolt in climbing, diving, and maneuverability. So, yeah. And then they they sort of cook. Yeah, going to bed. And we go to Chapter 5. And the rest of the bunkmates are waking up. And so this is when we meet the rest of them. Gaspar Boone is the sort of pudgy boy that um, I'll remember seeing. And he uh, babbles at him for a little bit mm-hmm. about breathing. And then yes. uh, has to gas. call him gas. <laughs> which seems uh, oddly Odd. appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then we have Rick. And Rick's not mm-hmm. sure that uh, Albus should be friends with that boy over there, Scorpius. Yes, he was right. the sullen-looking fellow getting sorted in when Albus noticed him, Richard Cresswell. Albus decides he doesn't really need to be friends with him if he's going to be snarky about Scorpius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he just kind of walks away. Rick does. And, and Carmack is the short, um, curly, orange-haired boy. Mm-hmm. 
who is possibly of leprechaun blood. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, and Gaspar is apparently a fan. Uh, Albus is not quite sure about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they kind of head out to the common room, and Scorpius says, you know, that Rick chap had a point. My name is not going to earn you favors. But Albus doesn't want favors, so that's okay. He'd rather be friends. Yeah. And they go and sit with Rose, who is surrounded by a group of girls who are trying to pump her for information. And mm -hmm. she is not a morning person, so she's just sort of like, eh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not responding at anything. It says that uh, she scarcely forms sentences for the first half hour and is rather beastly for the next most mornings. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and she hisses at them to make them give... Alan Corpius some space, and Albus is pretty go. sure he sees her eyes go red there. <laughs> Maybe it was just the morning light. I think she might be back. I'm not going to touch any buttons. Hey. Hi. Oh, my gosh. That was exciting. Oh, and you're gone again. <laughs> Dang it. Trying wow. to call her back. I didn't, I didn't do it this time. I didn't touch anything. I got a kick out of death roll. He sent me a message the other day. He's like, I need you to teach me how to use audacity. I said, fine, Scott. I have no earthly idea. <laughs> he said he'd figure it out. <laughs> We're way off course. So we have mail coming in. I have Ron's voice in my head saying, <gasps> and oh, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. Uh, Rose fully aware of what's being uh, dropped in Scorpius's lap, and she pulls out her wand, and she's like, Albus, what's that spell Mom uses to keep us from eavesdropping? And of course, he's not fast enough, and we have a howler go full-blown. We cannot believe that you got sorted into Hufflepuff! What will your father think when he comes back from Romania? Your grandfather is talking to the board right now. You are not to get comfortable, young man. And it bursts mm -hmm. into flames. And Elvis is like, uh, Mufliato? <laughs> yeah. And my first thought was, um, I don't know that Lucius would be around still to be talking to the board, but I suppose it could be Grandpa Greengrass, too. Yeah, I think it's Lucius, so... I thought he had... Uh, I guess, was he still around at the end of the book? I know um, Narcissa was. Yes, he was. And in here, it's, yeah, I guess. in the beginning of this, it talks about how Harry got Lucius and Draco off. They're the only two Death Eaters uh, that yes. didn't go to Azkaban. So he's around in this story as well. Mm -hmm. But apparently a story is just not as loud as Molly. It just mm -hmm. doesn't have the same kick somehow. <laughs> yes. And Scorpius thinks it's, it's, just, it's bad enough. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. apparently Albus has heard worse. And a seventh-year boy comes over. Great big one. and uh, He's even got some a fuzzy goatee. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get things stirred up. And he's a Slytherin ringleader, and uh, he his name is Rock. Rock M McNast. <laughs> McNasty. We're going to call him McNasty. And uh, Well, that's what Teddy calls him. Yeah. Albus is like, Rock? I thought Scalp Scorpius was bad. He And he pulls it. Uh, McNasty pulls his wand, and um, Albus has already noticed there's a, somebody behind 
that he was behind scorpions or something. But uh, I guess it doesn't really say. It just says he was looking around and notices somebody at the doors. Mm-hmm. And when Rock pulls out his wand, this voice says, you might want to learn to use that before you uh, hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's Eddie. Yes. Who is supposed to be graduated and gone, as uh, McNasty says. Uh, what are you even doing here? Mm-hmm. But he's apparently got an internship in the order office and uh he's here to keep things out of trouble mm-hmm. yes he's there courtesy of the youngest and most successful head of the or office in history i believe you know his son you're getting ready to hex him it's like yeah mcnasty mm-hmm. backs away <laughs> so and then uh, teddy has some words for uh james and fred who we're not being at all helpful in this computation. No, and they're trying to sneak away, but he calls them over and then gives them what for because they're Gryffindors and they're family, and you stand up for family, especially when you're Gryffindors. And standing back and letting first years be intimidated by Slytherin, seventh years is not cool. Mm-hmm. And even if they weren't family, you should still stand up for them because that's what Gryffindors do. Mm-hmm. And- that's yeah. what's decent. And he says, if if I hear that anyone, if I hear from anyone, because, you know, he's got sources mm-hmm. um, that you two have left Albus out to dry another time, I'm taking it all the way to the top. And James is like, Dad, nope, Grandma Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do it again. I swear, Daddy, we won't. We won't. <laughs> you mess with them Weasley women. I'm telling you right now. So. Yeah. And so he chats with them a little bit about Hufflepuff because, you know, he's got friends in Hufflepuff. His mom was a Hufflepuff. Have you met Roderick yet? And that's the head boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like him. Apparently, he's a really good keeper as well. And he might even be better than some of the professional ones that uh, Teddy's seen. Yeah, and there's some girls that are over kind of giving him the eye. And he, he notices and he's kind of like, ooh, yeah. And then all of a sudden he wilts because Victoire sees him and she's glowering at him and he's like i gotta go here's a letter from your dad albus i gotta go sweet talk her before she kills me <laughs> mm-hmm. and we have a letter from, a letter from harry harry yeah yeah he says well yeah we were kind of surprised we were expecting you to be in gryffindor but that's okay um we're proud of you and um uh, Elrose, her dad is our old, my oldest friend, and uh, he doesn't really take surprises very well, but he also doesn't stay that long, so he'll come around, and mm-hmm. uh, we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, listen to the professors, do your best, earn a bunch of points, even if you beat Gryffindor. Yep. And um, I trust your judgment on being friends with Scorpius, because, you know, I know he'll need some friends, but uh, do be careful, because he has been raised... Uh, differently than you are and his mm-hmm. father wasn't always the nicest which is something of an understatement from Harry um, and uh, he's sending Teddy around to keep an eye on him every now and then if he can keep his eyes off of the car for long enough <laughs> yeah and I'm always in touch with your professor so know that I'm not far away for either comfort or punishment he doesn't quite say that but that's implied <laughs> I love you son uh-huh. dad and he, he never signs his letters because he doesn't want them to be intercepted, which I think yeah. is interesting. And 
Rose has a letter from Hermione, which mm-hmm. is ginormous and has snacks and extra parchment and a set of quills and some books and a note about Harry's letter in case Albus didn't show her Harry's letter and etc., etc. And then Gas and Cormac are heading over and somebody yells out, Hey, look, a typical Hufflepuff sorting, one little shrimp and a fat boy. And Cormac mm-hmm. gives Somebody his... from Griffin, but we don't see who. Mm-hmm. Nobody we know. Yeah, Cormac hands gas his cauldron and then runs to the Gryffindor and headbutts him. <laughs> does a rogue rugby pack a lot of him. Yeah, doesn't even use a, a wand. He just nails him. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Which is not necessarily against the rules. Mm-hmm. They, they have rules about hexing in the corridors, but uh, I don't know if they have. We've never heard about rules about uh, headbutting people. Yeah. So, you know. That'll teach you. Mm-hmm. And then when... His friends in his group start reaching for their wands. Gas has already got his wand out, mm-hmm. pointed at them, and says, you know, my mom showed me this great heck pinks for self-defense, but I never really got the hang of it. I need some practice. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of back down. These Gryffindors aren't nearly as tough as they think they are. Mm-hmm. And so they head off to potions with mm-hmm. the Ravenclaws. And it's down in the dungeon still. There aren't any windows, but it isn't as dark as Albus thought it might be. But it does kind of have creepy specimens and ingredients mm-hmm. in lit jars and stuff. So it's kind of weird. And Albus goes and sits in the front because the guy that he doesn't like has sat in the back. I can't remember if we... Did we see Liam Donovan before? I, I don't remember. I don't remember name. him either. But yeah, he doesn't like him so he just moves away from him mm-hmm. he slinks and and scorpius sort of looks at him as to, to say where are you sitting in front but uh, comes and sits with him anyway mm-hmm. and rose comes and sits on his other side yep. and professor flint comes in and says potions are not what you think they are you will learn a lot more to, and uh, reevaluate your assumptions and can anyone tell me why potions is actually the most stable and predictable form of magic and Rose puts her hand up, and Scorpius puts his hand up, and everybody else is just sort of doing other stuff. Uh, the two French Ravenclaws are checking their hair, and Gas is kind of huddling down into his seat, and Cormac is fiddling with his vials, and uh, some of the Hufflepuff girls are chatting, and, uh, and he calls on Albus, who was not paying attention, because he was looking at everybody else not paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he says, oh, dear, it's the Potter first. I didn't even have my hand up. And yeah. he says, well, um, potions are kind of... Kind of like cooking. Like cooking. So if you put the ingredients in the right way, you get the same result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He wants to know he how says, come he didn't well, raise his hand. hand yeah. Yeah. Albus says, I didn't know if I knew the answer. It wasn't until you called on me that I actually thought it through and figured it out. He says, there's no coasting in this class. The parents mean nothing to me. Just participate to your the best of your ability, and I will. That's the only behavior I'll accept. Uh-huh. And then he tells everybody, write down what Albus just said, because it is a valid answer, although a little simple. And also note the class participation thing, because that applies to all of you. Yep. And he writes down the ingredients and instructions for a calming draft because he's pretty sure being your first week, some of you will probably need one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You have five minutes to find your partners and let's start. And of course the three of them have already gotten together, so they don't have to hunt down more partners. 
they're going to be a team. And yeah, he's had groups of three. So. As they're doing this, the, the potion's supposed to be grass green, but it's a dull, dull yellow. And, of course, Scorpius and Rose are fighting. Did you put the right ingredients in? Well, yeah, I did it the way you read them to me. And they're going back and forth and glaring at each other. And in the meantime, Al's checking out the board, and he's noticed that Professor Flint makes his fives a different way. And Scorpius added a little too much Kelpie hoof. And so and he gets out his book and checks. There's a table at the back that um, gives counter agents for all of the various ingredients. Mm-hmm. And apparently doxy dropping uh, will balance things out if you've got an extra too much um, Kelpie hoof. So he mm-hmm. puts a little bit in. He gets um, Scorpius to put it in and it, they stir it and it turns the right color. He says, okay, well, what's next? And they sort of uh, calm down with it and continue with the potion. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the class, theirs is, is the only one that looks right. Right. And he says, he, you know, the professor grades it and then says, you can feel free to keep um, the rest of what's in your cauldron for personal use. And they were the only ones who got to do that. Mm-hmm. But they have to, and everybody's going to have to do an essay because they didn't uh, just since nobody else really got got it right, everybody's doing an essay. And um, three of Gas and Cormac and one of the Ravenclaws um, managed to melt their cauldron and um, make everybody make their group a little bit woozy because mm-hmm. apparently if you do add a certain amount of more Kelpie hoof, it turns into a powerful stun bomb. And so theirs was a not very powerful stun bomb, but yeah, good. was not what they wanted. And so they all have to do an essay. Five points to the three of them, their group, for getting it right. And another five points to Albus for not losing his head when it started to go wrong. Yep. And and then he calls Albus to stay afterwards. And he's kind of going, oh, dear, what's this about? (laughs) And he mentions that, uh, you know, he has higher expectations of him due to genetics because, you know, Slytherins, Slytherins always place importance on genealogy and you do have a pretty amazing family history and albus gets defensive and says it's i'm not my father and mm-hmm. the professor says no no you're not you have gifts doesn't have just like he and things you can't mm-hmm. and the next time you talk to him you should ask him about lily and how she did the potions yeah because that's what he was actually talking about because but, she was really good at potions and, of course, he gets all flustered, and when he heads out, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Scorpius and, and Rose have been listening in. Mm-hmm. Scorpius says, oh, honestly, if I'd known how technically superior you are, I should have let you do more than stir. <laughs> <laughs> and he tickles her. I'll give you something to laugh about. But they have to go to flying lessons, and this is one of Albus's scariest things he does not like to fly he is afraid of heights he wants nothing to do with this and we find out Mm -hmm. in the next chapter why and this is something happened it's chapter six something happened on the way to normal Mm -hmm. which is i imagine a play on something happened on the way to the forum or something like that Mm -hmm. uh, and we yes the problem with flying for him is his very first day that he ever flew uh, a certain someone the, mm-hmm. who never admitted to it, put a sticking charm in the broom and hexed it to fly around wild. Yeah. And Fred and James were 
thinking, you know, this is hilarious, this panicking little brother on the broom that's going everywhere. But then it zooms into the orchard and he gets dragged through a bunch of trees and breaks bones and he has to spend a month in St. Mungo's drinking Skelligro. Yeah. And uh, it was not a good experience. No. So Not he's at been, all. He's panicked every time he has to ride a broom by himself ever since. But he's got Rose, and thank goodness he's got Rose, because she's got the calming drops for him, so that's good. And uh, hmm. he, she gives him that, and he's, you know, kind of silently panicking until she gives him the drought, and then he feels a whole lot better. And he's just kind of like, hey, I like this. And Chrome comes out, and Chrome's going to teach them how to play Quidditch. This is his the first day of flying lessons. He always teaches the new the Muggles born children how about Quidditch. And he's talking, and he's not paying any attention to the balls. And the Bludgers are kind of you know squirming around in their in their case. And and Albus is looking at that, going something's wrong here. And Crumb says, you know, these these have been used for my last class, and they're tired. They won't they won't be any problem. And so when Albus tries to talk to him and say, "Hey, something's wrong here," he dismisses him. He because he's not paying any attention, and he gives uh, a couple of beaters bats to the, some of the bigger kids in the class, and he lets them go, and they take off. And they're not, they're obviously not the bludgers that were in the last class that were on their last legs and were going to just kind of put it around. These are very dangerous objects. And they want mm-hmm. to kill them. And so uh, Crumb gets up on his room and says, I'll distract them. You guys run. Mm-hmm. And everybody, um, everybody panics. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Albus knows enough about um, Hogwarts that, you know, you can't run towards the Whomping Willow because that'll be worse. You can't run to the Forbidden Forest because you might get lost. The lake is over there, which is twice as far away. And so there'd be a lot of time for the bludgers to catch them before they could get to the lake. Yeah. Trump is sort of taking a bit of a pounding Mm -hmm. because he didn't bring a bat with him. He's just trying to avoid them. And it doesn't always work. But Albus is like this little general. He's got this all figured out. And he looks at Rose and he says, can you do a good Protego's charm? And she says, well, it's pretty good, but I can't protect everybody. And he calls Gas over and he says, were you bluffing about that jinx? And Gas is like, jinx? It's a jelly legs jinx. Bludgers don't have legs to jelly. And he says, no, but Rose can teach you the Protego charm. And he sends Cormac running for help because he's fast and he sends Scorpius up on the broom because he's a good flyer and Crumb needs help. And in the meantime, yeah. Crumb's taken... Just before Cormac leaves, um, he puts his hand on Albus' shoulder and says, luck be with you in a strange sort of manner. So I'm kind of guessing maybe there is some leprechaun in him after mm-hmm. all. Yeah, and... Crumb's taken a bludger to the back of the head, and he's kind of all woozy, and they're chasing him, and he's sort of headed for the Whomping Willow. <laughs> Albus is like, mm-hmm. okay. And one of the bludgers has left him already and started heading down to the where the kids are, and mm-hmm. so far it's bouncing off their shield charms, but they might not, they're not sure how long that'll last. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then Albus realizes he's heading towards the Willow, and... He's still got this quaffle that right. um, 
from through his head when he wasn't paying attention. And yeah. He says, "Okay, um, what can I do?" Uh, oh, right. There's there's supposed to be this knot somewhere, and but the quaffle is pretty big. How can I, he's not sure if he can get it through the branches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's gonna. But eventually, he works out which knot it probably is. There's you know this big pile of dirt, and there's a really big, quite a large knot, and so he just flings the quaffle. And a few limbs do try and knock it away, but it's going so fast that it makes it through and mm-hmm. whacks the knot just as the tree Trump gets tangled in the in the limbs. Yeah, and then he thinks about the day he got his wand. Because yeah, the second bludger is now heading for him, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any options. Right. So, and this wand is a Grigorovich wand that. Came this uh, was sold to Ollivander by Grigorovich's widow, and it's got chimera. Is that the right way to say it? Chimera scales. Um, in it? I've heard it said that way. I usually say chimera, but that actually might be the right way. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I can't remember how. It's one of those. It's one of those words that um, I read long before I ever heard it said. So mm-hmm. I might have it wrong. One of the fun bits is um, Ollivander himself apparently came out of the back to uh, talk to him because. Harry Potter's son was there. His mm-hmm. niece and nephew run the store most of the time now. Um, so Ollivander is not immortal after all, no. <laughs> which I've seen in a few things. And Albus has gone through every wand in the shop and none of them have worked. So Ollivander's brought out this special wand and it's beautiful. It's intricately, intricately, <laughs> intricately, I can't do it. Intricately. Thank you carved and it's dark wood and Albus thinks it's really beautiful and as soon as he touches it his hand warms up and he starts to fire with it when he swishes and flicks it because so many sparks come out so it's a really powerful powerful wand and it's in the carving he can see a monster with a lion's head and a dragon's body and a snake's tail and it just breathes fire and, of course, Ollivander says, I think we can expect great things from this son, Mr. Potter, which scares poor Albus to death. So he turns and fires at the the bludger. The bludger. And the he reductos He's heard creatures using that to trim the hedges, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Yeah. I need to use a reducto on my weeds, I think. That would be good. And of course, it, I didn't think elves used the vocal spells, but maybe they do now that the the uh, elf magic actor, whatever it was, has mm-hmm. been passed. <laughs> yeah, that could be. So it turns it into dust, and he turns around and he sees that the rest of the students are kind of following him. And there's another flash, and the other bludger stops chasing the exhausted Scorpius, and we've got Cormac, who's gone and found a teacher. Professor Farrell, the defense against the Narcos teacher. Yep. And he says, we need and to get away from that willow because it's not going to stay paralyzed for long. Mm-hmm. And now Albus is nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he collapses to all fours and loses his breakfast and starts trembling and crying. Rose kind of comes and gets him and shoes everyone away and says, okay, it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And He's a, uh, I don't. He's not so sure. Now mm-hmm. he's making a reputation for himself that he didn't right. want. And yeah, he see the same rever- reverent look that's in other people's eyes when they look at his father. They're now staring at him with this because he basically saved them from these rogue bludgers. 
and he, you know, planned it all out and he did, he did really, you know, did it. And that's the way it happens. You know, you, you're calm in the crisis and then at the end you break down and that's exactly what he's done. And now he's curled into the fetal position and he's trying to remember how to breathe. Poor Mm -hmm. kid. And our note for this chapter is apparently the idea that, um, Bartimus had about this, about where, about the Hufflepuff common room, the cellar, mm-hmm. is that Helga would have actually based it in the old wine cellar underneath the kitchen. Mm. And that makes it'd sense. Be, you know, well insulated, it'd be warm in the winter and cool in the summer, and and it goes with Hufflepuff being the earth element, where um, the Gryffindors are fire, um, Ravenclaws are air, and Slytherin is water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes with being under the other lake. places. Yeah, and apparently it also comes was mentioned in an interview with uh, Joe, but I don't know. I don't believe I've seen that one, but uh, I've seen other people using that kind of um, association with the various houses. Yeah, and I believe that was where we're going to end the yep. reading today. That's it. You got to come back chapters. next time to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be some repercussions from all this seeing as he just blew up a bludger and saved a bunch of people and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's good news and bad news. <laughs> yeah. And also, how exactly did those bludgers get so active when they were supposed to be worn out? That's a question right there. It'd be good mm-hmm. to find out what exactly happened there. It's uh, I like this story. I love the idea of the second trio because I've seen stories with Rose, Albus, and Scorpius lots of times. But I don't think I've ever seen one where all three of them have been in Hufflepuff before. And, you know, Hufflepuff is the lost house, and it's fun to see something based in our group. And I'm happy to be able to highlight us. So that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You put Hufflepuffs in charge of the podcast, you're going to get some Hufflepuff stories. You're going to get Hufflepuff (laughs) stories. That's the way it works around here. Yep. Yep. So... Oh, yeah, it's, this is fun so far. I haven't read it before. Um, I've only read these six chapters. I actually read one and a half of them as we were doing it just now. Uh, <laughs> I believe I was, uh, let's see, where was I before? I had made it to, five. yes, and I'd made it to them. I guess I made it through all of that uh, before we started, and he was just coming up to his flying lesson. I hadn't got as far as him getting a calming draft and mm-hmm. all of that. Well, I think it's fun. I like that it's a story written by a man because we don't have a Mm -hmm. lot of those in the fandom. And I like that it's a story about the trio. I like next gen stories. So it kind of, it hits all those fun things that I like. So there we go. This came highly recommended on the forum. Lots of people really liked it. So we thought we'd stick it in and talk about it and hopefully other people will like it too. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot of huge, you know, uh, mystery plot going through yet, but we've got the um, something's going on with these bludgers mm-hmm. and there's a mysterious professor who may or may not be a vampire yes. who hasn't shown up yet. And we and possibly have also, a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. And it's also fun just to see some of the day-to-day things with characters, too, just because this is a fun world and mm-hmm. this is an, a new interpretation of it. I mean, those sorts of stories don't necessarily last very long, so it's it's good that there are some other plot threads starting to peek through here that we can carry on for the rest of the 
Let's see, how many chapters are there? 30. There are 30, so 24 more chapters mm-hmm. to go. And so looks like there'll be lots of time for plot to develop and various other things happen. And there's some interesting chapter titles coming up here. We've got one called Regret and Rumination. and uh, Curiouser and Curiouser. Mm-hmm. Malfeasance. So something not so good going on at some point. Yeah. Incendio. That's a scary one right there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you're going to like this, Scott. It'll be interesting. I, I remember it's been a long time since I read it, so I'm remembering bits and pieces as we go on. I'm mixing some things up with other fix, which is never a good thing. But uh, <laughs> what I remember about this is really good, and, and I think I know what's a couple of things that are going to happen. So mm-hmm. it'll be cool. I can't remember if there's a sequel to this. There might be. I think there might be, because when I searched for Albus Potter Badger, trying to find this when I was going to read it as we came up, yes, there is also Albus Potter and the Black Badger Society, which sounds like it could be a sequel to this. Um, I didn't click through, so I don't know if it's written by the same person or if somebody else has wants to do things with badgers. But um, Well, there's actually uh, it, there's Albus Potter and the Year of the Badger trailer. Hmm. Oh, but oh it's, yes, it's an someone has a safe uh, link. So, all right, somebody yeah, has nice. made a. Oh, that's just um, fanfiction.net saying you're going somewhere else. Someone's made a yeah. YouTube video that's a book trailer for the the fanfiction. Uh huh. He's very prolific. I might want to read some of his Big Bang stuff. That might be fun. And here's a Luna Love Good one that might be good. So, all right, Badger, Badger, Badger. Let's go back up here. There's a prequel called After Magic, apparently, and it has a Wikia fanon page, so there must be some stuff going on. So, yeah, the Albus Potter and the Black Badger Society looks like it's the second one. Mm -hmm. And then there was a prequel after that. So, yeah, good stuff to be reading here. Baker Mm -hmm. Street. And they've also got some Sherlock stories and some MASH stories, and there you go. Here's uh, Star Trek. We've got Scotty and Kirk. Lots of Sherlock Holmes stuff. I might have to look at some of these. Yeah. Baker Street Gang. I always have fun with those. I heard that. Here's MASH. I saw something about Big Bang, but I haven't seen that one yet. Mm -hmm. It's at 45. There's one. Um, So just after he was writing these ones. There's a one shot about everything you wanted to know about Cormac, which uh, we may want to read after we read the main story in case it gives some stuff away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's apparently um, Harry Potter notices this kid hanging around Albus and decides to uh, send Luna to interview him. Ah, yeah, I was looking at... Ooh, here's one that looks interesting. A better place. Sometimes past and present collide for poor old creature. It's Halloween. Mm, Because Albus wants to dress up to the Jewish for Halloween. I might have to check out some of these. And I I think the Luna Lovegood one looks interesting, too, for namesake. And Mm, here's... (laughs) Growltooth Laws of Acquisition... Because <laughs> he's the he's the one that's taken over for Filch, so that one might be mm-hmm. fun too. Yeah, we'll have to check some of these out later. Yes, I guess actually I misspoke there. This this one we're reading, the Albus Potter and the Year of the Badger, is the first one that he wrote. But um, some of these, it's been it's been updated uh, more recently than two or three other ones, so they mm. wind up lower. 
all sorts of good stuff in the time since. This was written apparently in 2008, between May and November 2008. Wow. He's kept going. Hey, that's So good. anyway, yes, this was, um, it's a good start to a story. I'm glad we picked it up. And apparently we found some other interesting things to look at, whether or not we cover them on the podcast. And uh, I'm interested to see what happens next. So thanks, everybody, for coming and listening to us. I'm Hopefully you enjoyed our coverage despite our occasional technical difficulties and mm-hmm. the things like that. Um, if you're interested in hearing other people from our crew uh, cover some other fandom things, you can head over to the Puffwa Exchange. That's uh, P-O-U-F-W-A exchange.com, or there's also a link to it on potterfigweekly.com. Yep. Uh, and there's Point of View Weekly, which is the live podcast that happens most weeks, not always on the same day these days because people insist on having odd schedules. But uh, Sue and a bunch of other kooky folks uh, talk about whatever they feel like talking about, and hilarity ensues. So uh, (laughs) go check that out, too. Yeah, come on in, drop by, let us know. Find me on Skype, and I'll add you to the Skype chat. Mm -hmm. And with that, we will say see you next time, and good night. Good night, everybody. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.